Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Well, good morning. We're all in this together this morning, all right? Friday night, just settling in for a great, relaxing weekend. My phone rings. It's my boss. <coughs> Lorne, I'm still sick. Can you preach? Uh, It's not, can I preach, Jonathan? It's, I get to preach. (laughs) Pray for Jonathan. He's still not feeling well. It started as the flu last week, and it's transformed into a respiratory uh, infection. Uh, He's still not well. Uh, So pray for his health. It's been over a week since he's been out. Uh, So here we go. We're in this together, right? Transfiguration Sunday. Transformation Sunday. It's one of those high holy days for us Lutherans. You know that it's a special Sunday when in the season of the liturgical color of green, we find white once again, and for good reason. It's on this Sunday that we remember how Jesus led his disciples up the mountain, and there on the mountaintop, he was transformed in front of them. His face shone like the sun, his clothes became dazzling white. There appear Moses and Elijah representing the law and the prophets. They've long been dead, heroes of the Israelites who appear with Jesus and they're talking, they're communing, and the disciples get to witness all of this. And in the midst of this remarkable scene, Peter, beloved Peter, gets really excited. Peter, among all of the disciples, was the one who seemed to put the cart before the horse. He was what you would call eager. And Peter is just captivated by what's unfolding there on the mountaintop, and he begins to devise a plan. As I imagine the disciples who followed Jesus, I like to imagine what their life together looked like. Certainly there were many personalities, there were many ways of doing things. We have lots of disciples we rarely mention. Bartholomew was probably the really cool collected one who was a rational thinker and just kind of sat back and added value when he needed to. And Well, we hear about James and John. And, but Peter, Peter among all of the disciples were led to believe was a, a leader of sorts. He and his brother were the first two disciples that Jesus invited in Matthew's gospel to come and follow him. They were fishermen. They left their nets and they went and they followed Jesus. I wonder if Peter had in his mind this idea that he had, uh, what, what would you say, seniority? One of the first disciples been with Jesus for quite a long time. Other people have come and well, they've gone, but you know, me and 
Me and the J-man, you know, we've been in this together. But Peter constantly needs corrected. He means well, but often he has to walk back his words. Six days prior to being led up this mountain, Peter confesses, names Jesus as the Messiah. Jesus asks the question, who do people say that I am? And it's Peter who says, you are the anointed one. You are the one that has come to restore the throne of David. You are the Messiah. You are the one. Other people say you're John the Baptist. Other people say you're Elijah. But I know, Lord. Peter has been on a path of discipleship, leaving those nets some two years ago, learning and studying and following, witnessing miracles, soaking up the teachings of Jesus. He's traveled with him from village to village across the countryside and back again. He's even the first to make that confession. But Peter's real transformation hasn't happened yet. I've come to believe in studying these scriptures that Peter's real change of heart, his real transformation, his calling hasn't been formulated until he's on that mountaintop with Jesus. Up there in the midst of this splendor, in the midst of this majesty, Peter begins to put the cart before the horse again. It's so great. This is amazing. Hey, guys, why don't we, I have an idea. Let's build three dwelling places. Come on, let's do it. Let's, let's build one for Jesus and one for Moses and one for Elijah. And I love what the scripture says. It, it says that while Peter was still speaking, a voice from heaven spoke. This is my son, the beloved with him, I am well pleased. Peter's still talking. We can get lumber somewhere. I mean, I'm sure that there's trees down below on the mountain and we can gather it all together. This is my son, the beloved. With him, I am well pleased. And I think what we could do, do you have a tape measure, John? Where's your tape? You know, what, what are we doing? This is going to be amazing. Listen to him. God has to speak over Peter. Because Peter is caught up in his own mission with his own purpose. He's headed down a path. So God interrupts him. God, I think, speaks so loudly that Peter can no longer hear his own thoughts. And then a great cloud comes. A bright cloud, we're told, that blinds the disciples they're struck with fear and they fall to the ground. Imagine the scene if you're Peter. You've probably been a part of meetings or you've, you, you have that friend you can think of who likes to walk into a conversation that's already happening and they come in like a Tasmanian devil a mile a minute with their own ideas. They're already having a conversation that you're not a part of, but you're about to be. Hey, everybody, this weekend I went to... Stop! Peter not only can't hear his voice, can't hear his thoughts, now he can't see. God removes most of his senses. They fall to the ground. 
Jesus comes over and touches them and says, get up. In the Greek, be resurrected, be raised, and do not be afraid. This is what I believe. This is the moment Peter begins to be called. You see, in our life as Christians, we first, we first are welcomed into the family of God. We belong, no matter what. We belong through our baptism. Before Peter had anything figured out about who Jesus was, before Peter had a real sense of purpose in his life, Jesus said, you, you belong in my company. You, you belong in, in my community. Come and follow. And Peter did faithfully. Some while later, Peter was able, because he belonged, he was accepted, he had studied the Scriptures, he was able to make a confession of faith. I believe you're the Anointed One. You're the Messiah. You see, as we baptize people, what we do is we proclaim, you belong. You belong. You might not have everything about faith figured out. You might not have all the mysteries of God figured out. I guarantee you don't because none of us do. But yet, you belong. Now come and journey with us as we figure out who this Messiah is. We hope and we pray that like Peter, we are able to come to a confession of faith. But the progression from belonging to confession of faith, well, it's, it's meant to continue. It's meant to continue beyond that into a calling of purpose. You see, God doesn't just want to invite us into the community of faith where we belong. God doesn't just want us to come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah. God wants us, invites us, beckons us into a life of purpose and calling. Every one of us. We admire Stories of calling. Stories of transformation. We are encapsulated by this idea that God could take ordinary people and God through the Holy Spirit could call them to do remarkable things. People like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. who was an ordinary Baptist preacher who listened to the voice of Jesus calling him to lead a movement. We admire ordinary nuns like Mother Teresa who listened to the voice of God who called her into the streets of Calcutta. God is always calling people to step out in faith, to step into the unknown, and to live with a great purpose. This is Peter's moment. Peter devising all of his plans. Peter always getting it wrong. Peter with his own agenda. What does God do? God silences him. And those words speak out. Listen to him. Listen to him. I imagine that as Peter is down on the ground, and now here is Jesus. The cloud is removed and it's only Jesus. It was the first time, maybe ever, that Peter sat with extreme clarity 
about what was next. It was only Jesus before him. Get up. Do not be afraid. Come down this mountain with me. Let's go into the city where I will face persecution and death. And yes, Peter, even though you get it wrong, even though you trip over yourself, you are called to carry on this ministry. You will be the leader amongst the apostles. You will build the church where millions and millions of people will find belonging, make a confession of faith, and discover their own calling. Peter, the keys of the kingdom are handed over to you. But what you must do is you must keep listening for Jesus. We know Peter gets it wrong again and again. In just a few short days, when Jesus is arrested, Peter will find himself seated there outside of the courts around a fire, and he will be asked if he knows Jesus, and he'll deny knowing him three times. And I imagine that in that shame of getting it wrong once again, back with his head toward the ground once again, I imagine Peter was haunted by those three words that rang out from heaven. Listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. And then I imagine he heard the words that Christ spoke. Get up. Get up. Do not be afraid. Get up. Do not be afraid. Every one of us is called. Every one of us has received a calling from God to live with a great purpose. It doesn't mean that your calling is grand. It doesn't necessarily mean that your calling means you change everything about your life. But what is certain is that we are all called to listen to Jesus. A lot of us walk around and we wonder, What is my purpose? Why am I living? What, God, do you want me to do? I feel like I'm living Groundhog's Day. One thing to the next to the next. Others of us, we're like Peter, and we begin talking, and we have this voice in our head. I've already built a life up. I've already got, you know, it's too complicated. I missed the boat. Maybe if it was 20 years ago, I would have listened to a calling from God. And meanwhile, God says, this is my son. Listen to him. Listen to him. Are we a people who listen for the voice of Jesus? Do we listen for that voice of Jesus that will instruct us and tell us what we need to do? Peter's calling was to get up and to not be afraid as they entered in to the darkest hour of their ministry together. You see, Peter wanted to stay on the mountaintop. He wanted to live in glory. He wanted to have all of the glory, all of the resurrection without the death. But that wasn't his calling. Because God understood that in order for Peter to lead the church, in order for Peter to spread the message of the gospel, he would have to grow accustomed to facing persecution and suffering. Peter himself would be crucified, hung upside down, That's how Peter would die. 
So Peter needed to listen to Jesus. He needed to get up. He needed to hold on to that promise that he had nothing to be afraid of because God had a great purpose for him. Whatever you feel called to, living with greater purpose, a passion that God has put on your heart, something that has been stirring in you maybe for decades, it is terrifying. There are moments when you feel like, I don't know if I can do this, God. Me? Really? Me? Hear the word of Jesus. Get up. You have nothing to fear. For I've conquered the grave. I remember when I was feeling called to ministry. I was wrestling with what to do. I had studied political science. I was preparing to take the LSAT. I had my hopes set on law school. I had joined the military and served for six years because I wanted to serve my country, but I also knew that that was a great stepping stone for a life in politics, which was my ultimate aim. I'd attended the National Youth Leadership Forum on Defense, Intelligence, and Diplomacy. I was a Buckeye Boys State Scholar. I interned with political advisors. This was the path that was laid out before me. And yet I kept hearing that voice from Jesus to come and follow, to give your life for something else. And I remember having a conversation with a very good friend of mine, one of my best friends, and he said, Lorne, I don't think you should go to seminary. I think, I think that you should, you should go to law school. I really do, Lorne. And I think what you should do is you should be a lawyer and, and have that life but I think you should be a really active member in a church and, and lead some Bible studies. And it was in that moment that I knew. That was the moment I knew. Get up, Lauren. Do not be afraid. Listen for Jesus. May we be a church and a people that wants to hear the voice of God. I don't care who you are, how old you are, how young you are. God has called you not only to believe in Christ, but to live for Christ. Blessings in your wrestling. Blessings in answering the call. You have what it takes to live in love like Jesus. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.